The contents of the lab report are meant for educational purposes only. They're not meant to be misconstrued as medical diagnosis or treatment advice. Misconstrued is a weird word. I like that word. Today on the lab report, we're going to talk about non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Neat. We're going to see how many of those puns we can get in there, huh? The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to the Lab Report. What's going on, Michael? What's the latest scuttlebutt? I'm sorry, what? Scuttlebutt. The tea. Scoop. You're going to ask the person who's never on social media. <laughs> Hello. I'm Michael Chapman. Patty Divers. How goes it? It goes really well. All right. Well, this is a podcast brought to you by Genova Diagnostics. It is called The Lab Report. Thank you for joining. And thank you to Genova Diagnostics. As always, it's your place. Your place Aww. for functional medicine, specialty lab testing, integrative therapeutics, and the like. Yep, we put the fun in functional medicine. That being said, if you think this show is fun, perhaps you could go to iTunes or Spotify and perhaps subscribe to our little quirky show here. That's right, the maybe? online version of Scuttlebutt. That's right. Leave That's us. where the online scuttlebutting <laughs> is happening. Leave us some stars. But sometimes they have other Scuttlebutt that they might want to share with us. That's right. And if you have feedback and you want to send it somewhere, then you can scuttle that feed butt back on over to <laughs> <laughs> uh, feedback. No, no, why do I keep doing I that? Podcast at gdx.net is where you send that. And if you want to follow further scuttle butt, follow us on social media Instagram, Facebook <laughs> at Genova Diagnostics. Where did this term arise, scuttle butt? What is <laughs> you don't mean scoop, right? Scoop. I did, rumors. I did know that, yes. I think we need to Google it because I don't really know the answer. Googling scuttlebutt. Seem to be scuttling your fingers quite a bit there. Although I do, I'll say I like this word a lot better than, what is it, the T? What's the T? Stupid. That is just horrendous use of language. Got it. What's the T? <laughs> you know, this is actually an interesting one, and I'm surprised you don't know this. It's actually a nautical term, so I would think back in your Navy days, oh, you yeah. and the sailors would be hanging out, you'd know this word. But back in the day... On a sailing ship, they uh -huh. used to serve the water in a cask, and they stored it in the butt of the cask. And in the that, cask, like a barrel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that oh, So barrel, we're talking like way back in the day, oh, like yeah. when they stored water in barrels, yeah, like wooden barrels. Last week. And then they would bore a hole into it, and that was called a scuttle. They scuttled the butt. So then the sailors would gather around the scuttlebutt for a drink of water. I see. And that's kind of where they exchanged gossip and rumors, etc. So the scuttlebutt is the water cooler. Yeah, in essence. That's fascinating, actually. That's yeah, really interesting. It's an interesting one. Well, what are we talking about? <laughs> Today we're going to talk about energy and burning energy and how we burn energy hmm. and not in the ways that you usually think about it. Thermodynamics, the, first, the laws of thermodynamics. No. That's no. how I normally think about it. Of course you do. No, we're talking about ways that your body creates heat and burns off energy. Seems like the body would want to conserve energy as much as possible. You would think that, but you know, just to keep the lights on, it does require some energy, even just to breathe and to have your heart beat and just to sit requires some energy to be burnt to keep the lights on. Sure, yeah, I would think so. 
That's called the basal metabolic rate. Oh. Yeah, and so things that come to mind with the basal metabolic rate is kind of, uh, you know, your thyroid regulation. And, and sometimes we think of that as like a metabolic set point. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, that's why some, a lot of those symptoms that you were talking about are a lot of those things that require energy, even at baseline, you know, like mm-hmm. your heartbeat and your, your breathing and your digesting and cell repair and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that all costs energy to do those things. So when I think about the extremes of thyroid disease, mm-hmm. for instance, hyperthyroid, then you see the the product of essentially an accelerated metabolic rate. You see an increased heart rate, people breathe faster, they're jittery, things like that. And vice versa, when somebody's hypothyroid, all the energy production, all the energy burning slows down, and you get kind of like that classic hypothyroid picture. Right. So your basal metabolic rate, like we said, you know, can be the set point can be changed to Michael's point based on thyroid function, but it also brings that point of you need to eat a certain amount of food and calories in order to keep the lights on. There's a, you have to have enough calories in your diet that your body can use to create energy and heat to maintain all of these metabolic processes that you just outlined. Yeah, I like food. Food's important. <laughs> yep. We should we should make sure we have food. Food, food's good. So if you don't have like okay. What is the bare minimum to keep the lights on? Do you have that over there somewhere? Do we have to go back to Dr. Scientist Google? No, 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 no. Actually, it's a calculation. And there's a couple different calculations out there, like Harris-Benedict, another one called the Mifflin, St. George. What, what are we calculating? In general, I, I forgot. You're, you're taking into consideration whether you're male or female, your weight, your height, mm-hmm. and your age. And it basically tells you what's the amount of calories it takes for you just to exist without moving and just laying there. Oh, what is it? Depends on all of those factors. Weren't you just paying attention? Uh, no, I was Googling how many calories do you need to stay alive. Oh, God. And I, it came up with 1,200. So there you go. Bada boom, bada <laughs> bing. No math required there. Dude, well, just because it says 1,200, that doesn't mean that you and I have the same basic metabolic rate. What are you even no, talking 1500 about? 1,500 for males is what it says. Oh, my God. All right. So you need, eat, you need to eat that amount of food. <laughs> you need to eat. Okay, so it's clear there's a basic amount of calories you need to eat just to be able to exist. But the problem is that we don't just exist. Sometimes we actually move things. Right. Which is yeah. the rub. That's probably the next thing that's going to be required of your right. existence is to like move. blinking. <laughs> the moving actually helps you to acquire the fooding. It does. You need to move to acquire the fooding. But that moving actually then increases your calorie requirements too. Right. So we're talking 1,200 just just being here. Mm-hmm. And then you've, you know, we all kind of somewhat agree on a ballpark <laughs> between 1,500 and 2,500 for, you know, total cal- caloric intake for the day. So what do you do? What, what are the rest of those calories? Where are they going? Meaning let's talk about how many of those calories, additional calories are dedicated to Physical activity, right? Moving. Yeah, getting, yeah. Acquiring the fooding. Well, we're talking about a couple different kinds of movement, right? Okay. So there's like exercise. Static dance. <laughs> so there's exercise, and then there's walking to the refrigerator to get a drink of water or a sandwich. So these are two different types uh, of movement. All movements. exercise to me, baby. <laughs> Brushing your teeth. Yeah, That's exercise. a kind of movement. <laughs> Putting hair gel in your hair. Sore every morning. Writing on the whiteboard with your little marker. Out of breath. (laughs) 
No, seriously though, I get it. So it's you know it's things that we don't really account for that we just do. It's part of our regular daily living that mm-hmm. is motion and requires some degree of energy. Mm-hmm. But the the point I was trying to make there though is there's kind of arbitrary line to when we call something exercise. Oh or not. yeah, you totally. know what I mean. Some oh, people totally. will be like taking the dog for a walk is exercise. Yep. Yep. Go do it. Yep. Okay, so we admit it's an arbitrary line between hardcore exercise and brushing your teeth, it's right? All yeah, it's all... Both are going to require energy, or expend energy, rather. But what are we talking... Like, where do you draw that line? I think this is... it's Because yeah. this has been studied in the research, right? It has, it yeah. has. And so there's exercise, and then there's something called non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Non-exercise, now you're speaking my language. <laughs> well, it's abbreviated as NEAT. N-E-A-T. Indeed it is. And if you go into literature, they describe it as that energy expenditure that we do not typically consider of maintaining exercise. This is things like changing your posture, lying, standing, walking, stair climbing, just muscle contraction, fidgeting, cleaning, mm-hmm. singing, and some of these other activities of daily living is what they refer to as neat. Singing, huh? Well, it's so interesting because... Those do seem like non-exercise activity thermogenesis, but I've got another paper here in front of me that says it ranges from energy expended from walking to work, performing yard work, or undertaking oh. agricultural tasks. Wait, and now I'm that like, sounds like exercise to me. Agricultural tasks. <laughs> that's not neat. That's exercise. <laughs> I need to train before I do any of that. So clearly, it's not a hard and fast rule. Yeah. But they should probably define it around like right? heart rate or something like that. Yeah, you know no, what I mean? It's pretty arbitrary. Okay. I like the fidgeting part of it, though. I'm a, I'm a, big, you are I'm a, a big fan of the fidgeting. You and fidgeting. every time I see one of those studies where it's like, people who fidget live longer, I'm like, that's right, baby. <laughs> and it might be because you burn more calories than normal people. So when you think about, you know, there are different ways that you're burning calories and burning off energy all day long. Number one, just being, breathing blinking, mm-hmm. and then walking, mm-hmm. even without exercise, there's a lot of things you can do to burn energy unrelated to going to the gym or doing your agricultural work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so this is NEAT is clearly a part of things. How? What's the percentage of energy expenditure dedicated to NEAT? Well, I think it's believed that of your total daily energy expenditure, your basic or your basal metabolic rate makes up most of that, right? Just existing, that's yeah, like 60 yeah, okay. to 70%. And then any type of movement, whether that's neat or exercise, that totals somewhere between 20 to 35. But mm. I don't know what the percentage is of neat <clears throat> versus exercise. Do you have anything in the list? Yeah, I've there? got it here. So this is interesting. Uh, I got one graph essentially demonstrating or su- suggesting, proposing that neat uh, represents about 20% Whoa. of of your daily and then exercise is actually only like 10% which would add up to your 30 Um, so uh, from that perspective NEAT is actually bigger uh, more of an energy suck than actually exercises whoa so really just by increasing your fidgeting oh yeah you can get you close to you know jumping jacks and high intensity interval training or no why are you looking at me I'm not but now if we go back to our survival method, right, or our uh-huh. 1,200 calories or whatever, okay. if we just – we know that everyone's different. Everyone's overall caloric needs are going to be different and, and based on a whole host of factors. But if we just kind of really set an arbitrary thing of 2,000 calories and we say 2,000 calories – this person spends 2,000 calories a day. This person eats 2,000 calories a day. And we just arbitrarily make it e- equal knowing mm-hmm. caveats here. Go ahead. Um, 
then that would be like 400 of your calories that you're consuming are dedicated to neat. Are you making me do math? No, you can trust me. I already did it. I did the math. And then 200 calories would be dedicated to exercise, which is why when I exercise and I put it in the little app and it's like 200, (laughs) I'm like, bah! (laughs) Then I just throw my phone right in the pool. (laughs) When in reality, all you really need to do is stand up while you're watching television or pace around your house or just really vigorously brush your teeth every morning. That can't be good advice. We're going to have dentists calling in. They're going to be like, you're (laughs) scraping your enamel off your teeth. Don't tell people to do that. Uh, uh, anyway, it would say somebody was to do something like that. Like okay. what kind of, what are we talking about from a calorie burning perspective? Well, I'll tell you, there's a lot of really interesting literature and all these studies have been done dating back, you know, decades where they observe that long-term weight control might be easier to maintain if you focus less on exercise and more on increasing your needs. So mm, they would like recruit lean in mildly obese sedentary volunteers and they do their postures, the activity of daily living and fidgeting. And they found that obese individuals sat on average longer than lean people. And then if they adopted this neat enhanced behavior, they could spend an additional 350 calories per day. And this is like 18 kilograms in a year. So this might be something you can really think about for long-term weight control to increase neat. 18 kilograms. How much is that? <laughs> um, I think it's like nearly 40 pounds. Oh. That's fascinating. And when I think about that compounded with the aspect of you know, exercise is also a metabolic trigger, right? Mm-hmm. Where the body tends to respond to exercise by actually lowering metabolic rate. Because f- from a survival evolutionary perspective, we want to account for the, the work that we lose, the energy that we lose by performing exercise, right? right? right. And so it's like, if you're not doing NEAT, but then you're doing exercise, you're actually lowering your metabolic rate. And then... When you get home from the exercise, you're totally wiped out and you're just going to lay on the couch. So are we... I'm speaking for myself. Are we, are we advocating then to perhaps focus more on NEAT and not so much on exercise? Well, it depends, right? <sighs> we need like a, a something like an it depends sort right. of like, <laughs> like a thundering boom <laughs> voice from God that's like, it depends. It would be so repetitive that people would hate it, I think. I'll work on it. But no, what I'm trying to say is the old axiom of like start where you're at and go slow makes a lot of sense here because we're talking about, uh, you know, you're kind of naturally going to be doing more neat or something in between neat and exercise. If we're talking about like, you know, doing a little bit of walking and, Mm -hmm. you know, standing at your desk rather than sitting and like all these basic little things, you know, rather than going out and really trying to kill it all the time. Um, then that might not be actually the best thing until you are in a place where you're actually now you're moving from, you know, where you're at today to like where you're at a year from now and you're in a bunch of different physical space, then you can bring on an even harder exercise to now you're, you're not really trying to cut back and get leaner. You're trying to build per- mm-hmm. naturally. Right. And you know, it's funny because on this show and in Precision medicine. We talk all about lifestyle change, right? Mm -hmm. We have resolutions where we're going to change our life. I need to get in shape. I'm really going to take control of this. And the inclination is to join a gym, to start some type of running program, to start lifting weights, when in fact, to your point, start where you are, just walk. 
Stand mm-hmm. at your desk. Right. Right? Do, right. do these activities of daily living that you wouldn't even think about. Fidget. Well, and you get inspired, right? So you have a natural inclination to be like, I'm going to go out and make a change, you right. know, which makes a lot of sense. And we're not saying don't do that. We're not saying don't go to the gym or don't exercise or that there's no benefit to them. There certainly would be benefit to them. We're just talking about, you know, from an optimization standpoint, I think like with your diet, if you think long-term, what are these things that I'm going to long-term change my habits long rather than on, off, on, off, right? This is, this is lifestyle forever. Right. And so by affecting some of these things in a more gradual, they become integrated as part of who you are mm-hmm. rather than a thing that you're doing temporarily. Right. Take the stairs, park further away from the building and walk through the parking lot. All of these little small things are absolutely sustainable over time and make a huge difference. Well, that's neat. Speaking of neat, I have an idea for a neat game. Okay. How about if I lay, like if I just lay out several different neat activities uh-huh. that I know for a fact you do okay. on a daily basis. Okay. And we see if you can guess how many calories they burn that are neat. I'm digging it. I'm digging right, it. Let's I, go. Although you know how much I hate being wrong. <laughs> You're going to ask me these You're things? You're never wrong. Yeah, I'm going to ask you. These okay. are things that I have witnessed you doing in your daily life. Okay, cool. All right, I'm going to do something I've never done before. Okay. I'm going to give you control of the buttons if you so desire. <laughs> oh, I desire, sir. Okay, here. here I'm going to scoot uh, this thing over. Oh, God. There you go. Beware. All right. So All right. don't be scared of the different colors there. Okay. You want right. to give it a whirl? Yeah, you want to practice a little bit? Let me get this one warmed up. Get, get, definitely get that one warmed up. That one exists too, but this one, I just kind of make sure it's good. Okay. All right. First activity that's neat. Raking leaves. Raking leaves. <laughs> yes. Wow, Joe. Um, <laughs> so. How many calories? Raking leaves. I'm going to say about 250. All right. Whoa, really? Good one, good How, one. What was it? What was it? At 250, 250, 250-ish. Really? Yeah. All right. All right. Next one. How about playing with children? Playing with children. Yep. Well, it depends on the child, right? Fair. Um, In general. I would say 100. 200. Wow. Yeah. So you can okay. just keep playing with the kids there, Michael. I'll just give them the tablet. <laughs> all right. Here's one that we can all get behind. Sitting in a meeting. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've done some of those. Mm-hmm. How about, uh, I'm going to adjust based on the okay. children one. I'm going to say like 80. Very good. 70. Wow. All right. Now, what if you're sitting in the meeting and you're also fidgeting? What's uh. the amount for the fidget in that hour? So you said the the sitting is 70. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give the fidget 30 for a grand total of 100. <laughs> Actually... 70 for the sitting and another 70 for the fidget. Holy cow. Yes. So you can double your neat by fidgeting during a meeting. Michael Chapman, this is all up your alley. People are going to be like, what is he doing (laughs) over there? What else we got? All right. Grocery shopping with a cart. I'm going to go with 50. It's 150. Get out of here. Maybe on supermarket (laughs) sweep. Listen. So you're shopping with the cart. 150. How much for standing then in line? Get out of here. Oh, you with the with the kid on your shoulders and then yeah, the other just, one on your hip? Just and standing. Then, um standing. I mean fifty. Nice work, sir. Now, what I'd like to do 
is just say in a typical day of Michael Chapman where you're sitting in meetings, you're fidgeting, you stop on the way home, you go grocery shopping, you stand in line, you play with your kids a little bit, then you help Joe rake the leaves. You know how much we're talking? Neat activity in one day? I don't know. How, I don't know. It's like a thousand calories. That's crazy. It's awesome. I'm going to go eat a pizza. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Now what? There's one last thing I want to point out. Okay. So we talked about your basic or basal metabolic rate being 60 to 70%. And then we talked about NEAT and exercise combining to give us another, another 30 to 35%. The mm-hmm, problem mm-hmm. is that that doesn't total 100%. What it are we missing? does not. What are we missing there? Well, this last little piece of the pie chart mm-hmm. is uh, 5 to 10%. Okay. And it's essentially ascribed to what's called the thermogenic effect of feeding or the thermogenic effect of food. Mm-hmm. And it basically means the energy that is expended in the process of digestion, which I got a little bit of a beef with. Why? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like we're just, we're making stuff up because like part of that is like, well, it takes a lot of energy to like chew your food. Mm-hmm. It's like, but that's neat. It right? is. Yeah. Yeah. That, so, I mean, the, the throw that out. And then when it gets down to it, well, what about the the biotransformation process mm-hmm. and the, the energy required there? It's like, well, that's part of your basal metabolic rate. Or is it? And maybe it has something to do with the specific foods that you eat. Like some foods are harder to digest and break down and reabsorb than others, okay. which might be some of it. Fair enough. But still, it's negligible. And to your point, it's kind of arbitrary as to what's neat and what's the thermic effects of food. Yeah, but I will say I think the one the one interesting takeaway from this knowledge is that it does seem to be that there's more energy expended when you're consuming protein yep. as compared to carbs and fat pretty pretty significantly. So you're actually getting a little bit of a bonus mm-hmm. by consuming protein um, because you're actually burning more calories to do so and you're not having the metabolic effects of it. Oh, oh. Travis. <laughs> Travis, you got me. <laughs> I like the twinkly bells. Oldie but a good Twinkly bells at the top yeah, there. Yeah, I like that too. All right, what do you got? Well, this did not come via mail, nor did it come from Travis. It was actually texted to me. What? Joe, your neighbor, <laughs> texted me this. Joe has, how does Joe have your number? Don't you worry about it. The okay. question is, if by what we're saying through this entire episode, all you need to do is fidget more to burn off more energy, can you fidget your way into a calorie deficit to lose weight? Um, well, so <laughs> I think there's a couple things to unpack there. All right. The first thing is uh-huh. when you really think about it from a calorie in calorie out perspective, um, there are even some foods to where the actual act of chewing, digesting, mm-hmm. right? What, what we were talking about earlier, yeah. um, is greater than the caloric intake and caloric density of that food. I'm thinking of like celery, right? Mm. Has basically no calories, but actually costs a lot of calories to chew it, it break it down. a lot to chew. And, and absorb it and digest it and do all that sort of stuff. So like it's kind of a net negative, right? However, I think it's also important to bring into the conversation this idea of calories in, calories out, because 
this is something that there's strong opinions on. Some people be like, well, that model's old. That model right. doesn't work right. anymore. Yeah. And a calorie, a hundred calories of a salad is not the same as a hundred calories of sugar. Tell me right? about it. Which is true. Those two things are not, but it's not the fact that the calorie, in my opinion, is what's to focus on there. It's the nutrient density, mm-hmm. right? So sugar has basically no nutritional density. It just has calories, right? It's just stored energy as compared to a salad, which has a bunch of other stuff that helps enzymes move better that helps right so there's a bang for the buck there so correct it's not just about calories however calories also must factor into the equation right right. that make sense yeah and when we did our our weighing in on weight loss episode you mentioned that then too that although it's not everything it still is part of the picture it's not all of it yeah so ideally you could even come up with like a bigger variable to say what is the calorie, uh, what is the calorie equivalent to the density of the, the nutrient? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what's right. the nutritional density per calorie for that food? And then you get something a little bit more complex, but also something a little bit more informative. So the answer is no for Joe. Correct. Next time on the lab report, we're gonna try and talk medicinal trees. Thuya, poplar, white willow. <laughs> <laughs> You speak for the trees, don't you? I do. You've been listening to The Lab Report. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. Call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net. Boxing is weird. Boxing is weird. I mean, I sort of get it, but I really I don't, don't. I don't get it at all. I find it frightening. I mean, I think we've always, as a species, had a way to sort of demonstrate combat and proficiency in combat. Uh-huh. But, like, why why the gloves? <laughs> if, if, we're, if we're demonstrating combat by punching each other in the face repeatedly right. to the point where we're unconscious, yeah, what's the point of the gloves? <laughs> Call it what it is. Punching each other in the face. <laughs>